This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Oh, hey, y'all. Hey. (laughs) Episode three, academics. Good night. No, good evening. Good evening, everybody. Through the Nets is in the building. Clap it up, ladies. Clap it up. Because tonight... It's definitely, definitely has been a busy night already. Yeah. Uh, we come straight from the photo shoot. Hey. You see these three beauties on the side hey. with all that sexy black on. Hey. Okay. Tell me your name, honey. Oh, who's yes, going you? first? Oh, hey. What's your name? Hey, y'all. <laughs> it's Sonya Thomas. Sonya Waters Thomas. Hey. <laughs> Tiffany Fuller. Okay. Lauren Bailey. We got Lauren. Terry, Terry. First name Terry, last name Terry. Hey, Terry, Terry. <laughs> Bopper. We got Bopper in the house. This crazy, lovely lady right here. And last, but well, last to not least. I, I guess I'm last. <laughs> Bay Bush. Bay Bush is Bay in the Bush. building. Bay Bush. Give it up again for my beautiful mommy. Hey. I am Lakita the Coach Gantz. And this is episode three. And we are talking about academics. This is a very, very important topic, so we're going to dive right into it. And the first thing I'm going to say, did anyone see, did anyone hear the interview between DJ Envy and Killer Killer Mike? Mike. Yes. Okay. Anybody want to give us a synopsis of what's going on? Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, Bay since you posted it. Yeah, oh, that's right. Bay posted it on her Instagram, I mean, our uh, Facebook page and had a deep conversation. So we're yeah, going to go did. with Bay. So it ruffled some feathers for sure, but yeah. go ahead. It did. It did. <laughs> so basically, they were um, going back and forth about private school versus public school. Okay. Mm. And um, it's pat, I mean, it, it hit home for me um, because we were in a, a situation where we had to pick between the two. And for me, my biggest thing was I wanted to stay public. I'm a graduate of public schools. Public schools is where we live. Um, I'm sure my grandchildren, whenever I have them, probably going to come through public schools. Um, and our public school system suck. I'm just going to be honest. We're in there. But I felt Killer Mike. Okay. If you live in here, you paying taxes here, Absolutely. in order to make a difference, you got to go in there and make some noise. You got to make some stuff shake. And right now, I'm in that situation right now where I'm trying to be calm, because I'm not really where I need to be, and then because of the stage that I'm on right now with you guys, I have to, I have to present myself in a way that's mannerable, mm-hmm. you know. But it's tough. Um, it's tough. Our public school system need a lot, a lot of work. There's a lot of people working in the school system. A lot of my friends on Facebook. So I hope y'all chiming in. Right. And they're not doing their jobs. Sad to say, but they're not. They're there and they're babysitting our kids, and that's all that's going on. I'm not saying all teachers do that, but majority. Of the teachers in the DPS system are babysitters. They're not working. Well, it, and and because parents don't know, they don't know. They have work. They 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 are um, they're um, thinking that they're sending their kids to school because that's how it's supposed to be. You send your kids right. to school and they're being taught. Right. But nobody's going to parent teacher conference. Nobody's just walking up in the school seeing what's going on in the school. It's happening. I'm a parent and it's happening. I mean, I'm furious about it. But because of because of what I'm going through right now. Um, and soon it's gonna soon be out. And everybody will know. Right. But I gotta I gotta be be a little low key about it. But it's happening. And I mean, I know for a fact it's happening. Right. You know, so you gotta get into those. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think it's a difference with um well there is a difference between public and private. However, you know, in our previous episodes, we asked were we very intentional about, you know, providing an educational foundation for our kids. When it came to that, 
yes, as a parent, we spent a lot of time, and I'm going to call it shopping around. We having conversations with other parents. What school are you sending your, your kid to? Where are you going? It, including the early childhood development. My children were educated in charter schools. And I'm going to go ahead and mm-hmm. put them on the same playing field with um, public schools. Mm-hmm. However, I am one of those parents that, are, that you know, when you say your classroom is open, I'm going to test you because I'll walk in and just to see if we had the opportunity to do that. However, yes, but we do have to be very intentional as a parent to mm-hmm. hold our teachers responsible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have to have an advocate. Absolutely. That includes teaching your children or your child to self-advocate for themselves. themselves. When you feel like you haven't gotten something. And then you go and test your kid because these are conversations that you have. You be like, oh, you're like, you missing something. Right. Or the homework comes home and it's a packet. And then your child can't regurgitate what they have gone through for Absolutely. the day. Yes. And it does not show a reflection in what the homework actually is and right. what happened in classroom. Right. I don't want to come home from work and feel like I have to teach again. Yeah, I don't. Exactly. So that's where we're very intentional mm-hmm. about, yes, having our educational system. Um, held to the standards that we want them to be so our child can be or children be academically prepared. And somehow, shape or form, is they're falling through the cracks. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. That's, that's the yeah. truth. That's um, definitely Anybody the truth. not in a, well, let's say it's a public school, because I'm going to ask Lauren, because I know Lauren, your children were in a public school or are in public schools, but they are also in Troy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. can you kind of give a, a little bit of feedback of your experience coming from you know, where you guys are. Yeah, absolutely. So so I'll just talk about my background. So I actually started myself in public schools for elementary school, but then transitioned to private schools for middle and high school. And I feel like when it was time for my boys to go to school, it was either, okay, we are either going to live in an area that is relatively cheap or whatever and pay for them to go to school just because some of the surrounding schools weren't great. Or we're going to, you know, live a little bit further out where I know the academics are strong and sound, um, and but they would be able to go to public schools. The only drawback with that is that, you know, you're going to have pros and cons for both. So while academically they're sound, you know, there's other things missing. So they're underrepresented in the schools. Um, Even the, uh, excuse me, the administration um, the teaching staff yep. is underrepresented. So how do you fill that gap right. in terms of making sure that they're seeing people that look like them, you know, in professional right. roles? Mm-hmm. Now, I will say the nice thing that I like about Drew's middle school, where he's at now, is that there is an African-American principal, which is fantastic. You know, it's great because he can see, you know, who he could potentially be one day. So I like that. And they're, I mean, Troy definitely has some work to do in terms of, you know, making sure that they're building up a diverse you know, administration and teaching staff. Um, So, again, there's pros and cons to both. But, you know, just personally, my experience, you know, leaving public schools and then going to private schools, um, you know, I definitely felt like there was a difference. It was more challenging. Um, So, again, I think it just depends on, you know, the area where Mm -hmm. you're at and Mm -hmm. and what the the school offers. It is. Right. You got to make the schools work for you. My son, he was in a really, really good school out in St. Clair Shores. Academically, that school is probably an A on the list. I did move him to a school that's not as great academically, but what I told him, he has to go in there and do his work as hard as he worked when he was in the better school. So you got to make the school work for you. Like she said, the pros and cons. That school, because he was playing ball, that school wasn't good for him in basketball, but it was a great school academically. 
And so now we moved him to the school that's not as great as that school. It's not horrible, but it's not as great as that school. But I told him, you have to go in there and work as hard. Being that you did that work before, this should be even better for you. And you have to go in there and work. And just like she was saying, the parent-teacher conference, once they see that there's someone in there to represent that student, they can't run, they can't give them runarounds. They can't just walk over. Because I'll be there next month. You know what I mean? Your mom is going to show up. I know that. So I can't just, okay, you ain't doing it and push the paper to the side. No, we're going to make him do it because I'm going to come in there and wonder why he didn't. And then somebody's going to have to explain. So yeah, you just have to go and represent your your child, your student. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Move this stigma from the administrative side and the teacher side where they're actually thinking like, okay, so when we have parent-teacher conference, yes, I'm in a public high school where, yep, we go to parent-teacher conferences and we have more staff there than we do the parents. Mm -hmm. So we have to, at some point, um, encourage and engage our parents, open the doors to let them know there is a value in you attending parent-teacher conference because... You standing around and the teacher's there, but the parents is not coming in. So I encourage our students, yes, when you have a problem in the classroom, first of all, you have to let the administrator and the staff know you have parents. I don't care if it's the neighbor next door. If it's somebody that's caring for you in your life, if that person supports you, then let them come to parent-teacher conference. But it has to start somewhere. There is value in attending parent-teacher conference because it's unfortunate. Yes, if you have a problem in class, the teacher... Don't think that you have somebody's support. They will blow you over. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It will happen, which is unfortunate. Yes. Right. I agree with Killer Mike a lot. Um, I didn't like when DJ MB was saying that um, you send your kids to private school, there will be millionaires. They're teaching them to be millionaires. Or um, like Killer Mike said, there's a lot of things that yep. public schools offer as far as aviation. Like you said, uh, uh, different trades, different different uh, things that the kids can do there, too. They're going to go to school. Once they graduate from whatever school they go to, they can go to college for business to be a millionaire. So just because you go to private school, that doesn't mean that they're going to come out being millionaires. I didn't like that statement. I was just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I took it like he was just talking about um, the things, I guess, in his area that were being taught in his public schools versus um, what his kids were getting from the private school because right. he was talking about how they're, um, I think he said something about how they're able to um, balance, I don't know if he said checkbooks or something. It was something that he knew that the public schools were, was not Everyday getting. Everyday life skills. Yeah, and yeah. so and so like before we used to have in the public mm-hmm. schools, mm-hmm. we did used to have auto shop. The kids Call could from. go half a half a day, they Party. would go to um, what was that? What they call Voltec. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Voltec taught about the beauticians. And remember, we used to even have um, used to have the cooking class. You know, just a second. You used to have the cooking class um, um, back in school before. You know what I'm saying? You could say, yeah. Um, even when we have, remember, I don't know if y'all have the mock weddings and stuff like that. You know what I mean? We had those times. They don't have that anymore. So he was saying that his children were getting a lot out of it. Mom, personally, my daughter. Went to um, private school, Catholic school, um, from kindergarten. Um, then she went to Liggett the first two years of high school. I did not want her to um, go to school in Gross Point or go to private school um, after when it was time to go to high school. But when I went to CAS, because she got accepted into CAS, right. we didn't want Renaissance, but we got accepted into CAS. When we went to the open house, it was just ran poorly. The mm-hmm. open house was ran poorly. So what was mm-hmm. I to look forward to? Right. If, right. if the, the open house is ran poorly, yep. what else do do we have? We, we y'all, you already starting off bad, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I know my child. My child is lazy. So if you just let her sit there, she's gonna sit there and she's gonna fail. 
I know her. So you have to be self-aware of your children as yep. well. That's and a I great point. In order yeah. to yeah. get know um, your to, child, yeah, I needed her to definitely be pushed. Mm-hmm. Um, Liggett had class sizes of six. Her Chinese class had six people in it. Well, she can't have it in there. You can't have it with six people. <laughs> yes, exactly. You understand what I'm saying? You can't have yeah. amongst the 40 exactly. in, the, in the public school Exactly. So, yes. you know, so I had to do what I knew was going to be best for my kid. So when you look at basketball, I was like, okay, I think she'll get more competition with basketball. It'll up her game. But what, where, what am I actually looking for? I need the education. Yes. And so that's why I kept her, you know, where I kept her. But I'm, I'm – not glad she tore her ACL, but her tearing her ACL opened the door for us to look at black colleges because exactly. that's who was after her after she tore her ACL, which I'm so glad of because the black college experience was the best thing for her. HBCU, yes, I attended. I attended Florida and them, so Savannah State in the building. I knew she would love it, you know, and she did, and she's at. Um, getting her master's at another HBCU, Texas right. Southern. And so, we also have, we a, have a caller, caller on well. the line. We have a caller on the line. Caller, what's your name? Hi, my name is Marty. Hi, Marty. You have a comment, Hi, Marty. question? Hi, Marty. Hey, Marty. Hey, Marty. How you ladies doing this evening? Good. We're good. Wonderful. Um, I just wanted to call in and speak to one of the points that you guys made um, about the Killer Mike reference. Um <laughs> And I found it very interesting in relation to, you know, the education system and you guys being parents of student-athletes. Um, when you look at your child in the position that they are in to excel and maybe one point make it to that next level, it's hard to maybe look at your kid and say, maybe you're not going to make it to that, that mm-hmm. NBA or that NFL. Mm-hmm. True. Right. So I, I'm, yeah, it's a, that's a great question, Marty. Can you hear us, Marty? Huh? Go back to them. Can you hear us? I'm sorry, Marty. Can yes, you, okay, you okay. can. So that's a great question, and I, I'm. This is Lakita speaking. Um, I'm going to say this. So one of the things that we um, we look at, or I look at personally, is I always share real numbers with my son. I share with him the reality of what he can do, what he may be lucky enough to do, but what he can guarantee doing by making sure he plans for A, I'm sorry, B, C, D. See, plan A might be basketball or whatever sport your kid is playing, but reality is because even if they're good enough to make it, guess what? An injury can take that make it away so fast, right? So one of the things we looked at yesterday um, in actually preparing for our show right. was the numbers. So last year alone, right, in 2018, 91,755 kids, or I should say players, played college basketball and college football, right? However, only mm-hmm. 303 of them went pro. These are male athletes as well, just to be very specific. Yes. So that number, 303. 91,000. There's the answer right there. That's the answer clear as day that you want to teach your child. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
statistic. Yeah. And, and 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 everybody. And my thing is, everybody can't play basketball, but everybody can learn to read, speak, um, do something else, use the talent. Because God gave us more than one talent. Right. That sport is just an extra, I believe. Any, I, go ahead. And if nothing else, I used, I will always say, and in, in, in the rang true for me. Yes. You allow the game of basketball. You don't allow it to use you. You use it. Mm -hmm. And it's different for some women, at least. I had an opportunity to play professional basketball. <laughs> However, I always said, use it as an avenue. And mm -hmm. I say yes. use it, that's basketball. Basketball has opened up the door for many opportunities for me. No, I didn't want to know. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And still don't, but okay. Well, I agree. Anyway, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm still on that road. However, yes, but it did. You know, I was one of those tall, shy kids. I only spoke when spoken to. You know, it helped with the communication skills, um, meeting people from you know all over the world. If I touch down in any state, I can pick up the phone and say, "Oh, I know so and so, so and so live here." But the, these are some of the things that I've learned and acquired through the sport of basketball, okay? And so, if nothing Absolutely. else, we don't want to take that away. But I always say, yes, use the sport and don't let the sport use you. Amen. That's, so, that's what yeah. I tell my son as well. Uh, I tell him, when you have great academics, when your transcripts look good, you pick the school you go to. Yes. When you're an athlete, they'll pick you. You want to pick your school, you want the school to pick you. You want to be able to pick your school. When yes. your grades look great, your transcripts look great, then you can pick your school. When you're an athlete, you're just an athlete. You, they pick you. They'll come look for you or they won't. Yeah. So you keep great grades, you go where you want to go, and then when you get there, you can play your sport or do whatever it is you want to do. So that's why I tell him. Yeah, academics, not only that, you can be this fantastic athlete without even having the opportunity to be seen. Right. Yes. You know, because mm -hmm. beforehand, years and years, Years ago, however, Detroit used to be the stumping ground where you came and picked the absolute elite talent. Mm -hmm. Those days are no longer there. Now we have to go on the elite circuit. We're traveling from, you know, across the country. Right. We're traveling just so we can expose our child or right. children to these various opportunities. Now the coaches get to sit in the stands and wait for you to come. Right. They have since, you know, savor their budgets and say, you know, I'm not going to spend my money to go there, but hopefully we'll just see what kind of talent we have that's been presented to us. So, Marty, did we answer your question? <laughs> Oh uh, no, absolutely. In 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 regards to you know using the sport as a as a as an avenue as a car to drive you to you know what it is that you'd like to see in the next level, and understanding that we all we all still searching, and I'm, I'm sure that they don't have it all figured out what they'd like to be. Maybe they have an idea, and ultimately it'll change later on in life. I know right. it's for me. Um, looking at the, the curriculum and the schools that your, your children are in and telling them to pick something more practical outside of what's being taught, how do you, how do you guys introduce that to them as well? You know, like, Go ahead. they don't want to be an HVAC guy. Maybe Go. they don't want to be this, that, and other. But how, are, how do you guys go about introducing them? Because I'm not even a parent, and I find those conversations difficult. Mm -hmm. you know, I Go ahead. Tim. I like that question when he said, When do you have that conversation with your kid? You have it every, every day, all day, constantly, <laughs> yes. even when they're younger. 
Even when they're older. Yeah, and they're yeah. older, too. Every, Especially every when they're day. older. Yeah. Every, yeah, they're every day, because you, you just never know. It's not, and the thing is, you don't want to kill their dreams, but you want to make them realistic to yes. them. Yes. And, com- um, and you, coming from your from a mom or a parent, it's not really killing their dreams, because they trust you. They trust exactly, what we're yeah, saying. Exactly. So coming from your parent is where it really should come from. It should, right. You don't want to hear it from anyone else. You have to you have to day by day tell them and direct them in a way and and how do you you said uh, how do you how do you know how do you introduce them to certain things you like you said we've been saying you got to know your child mm-hmm. you have to see what they're strong sure. where are you strong at where are you weak at you and know I what just, I'm and I just want to add to that one of the thing one of the things that I make sure I do I just I can't hear you oh I'm sorry I'm sorry. Okay, so one of the things that I one know your children, right? So even yeah. when it comes to what they are good at in the classroom, right, right. what they have issues with, what problems they have, but also knowing their talents and looking at them and seeing their talents and making them ex, ex not exposed, but give them exposure it. to yes. their talents yeah. Yeah. because we see the strengths and goodness in them that they don't see. Like I was talking about with the math thing. My son is good in math, so I'm going to expose you to what an engineer does regardless of what your mind says. Or anything, any any occupation that's relatable to to math. math. Exactly. So I think it's important to just know what your children like and what they um, can possibly be good at. And then I want to add too. So this this is something that's absent from the public schools. It's like when I was in school, you used to have the um, what is the the color wheel, the personality um, assessments. Mm-hmm. Those things were exciting. I went to, to college me. off yeah. of that. Yes, but but you don't get it when you college. But what happens if your kid don't go to college? Yeah, but right. this again, it go ahead and adds something to deposit in your kid serves as either confirmation or not. Lauren, right? what happened to the senior project, though? Because remember the senior project, you had to do a whole thing on what you wanted to be. You had to do research do on what you wanted to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You had to send your portfolios. Yeah, yeah, they do portfolios. Yeah. Yeah. But you can do that Lauren has something. You don't need a school to do it. You can do it. Yeah, too. right. That's true. Go ahead, Lauren. No, I was just going to say, um, just to go back to our caller's question, I think leverage the power of your network. So, sure. you know, for example, all of us have come together and we know people that know people. So depending on what your children are interested in, take advantage of that, you know, mm-hmm. open your mouth, ask questions like, okay, well, do you know someone that does this or, you know, or does that? Um, like I mentioned, you know, during our first podcast, my son had expressed an interest early on um, right. about building stadiums and sports arenas, and he is excellent in math. And I said, okay, that would be fantastic if you would consider architecture or even engineering, um, civil engineering. I mean, there's so many different things that he right. can do within that. Um, and so what I did was, with the power of Google, literally went on there, typed in national um, I think I typed in minority architects. I don't even remember. But I found a local organization in Detroit and was able to link him up in two architecture camps that summer. He loved the second one and is still talking about it to this day. It's called the Hip Hop Architecture Camp. Uh, Shout out to Michael Ford. Who uh, does that every summer. And he's actually (laughs) doing it around the country and was featured on OWN. Uh, So he's doing fantastic work with children and just getting them excited about architecture and hip hop and merging it too. So again, it's about... Just using your resources, and again, Google. I mean, it's on literally on your phone. Just if there's something that your child's interested right. in, look it up, and find the people that can, you know, connect your child to it. And I'm gonna say for any parent or anyone who deals with children, you are better to them by telling them the truth, right? Than not telling them at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't lead them down this blind yes. street because mm-hmm. that's why so many of our kids are 
are not successful. We want to thank the caller for calling <laughs> in as well. Yes. So thank Just you, Marty. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, Marty. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I appreciate. I, I, I love what you guys are doing. And it's important that you guys get the message out. And um, just to go back to what she said, is you know, knowing as a parent what you like and making sure that, like, my, as my mom, she did. She didn't know something. She put someone around me who knew it, and I really appreciated her for that. So knowing that and not, you know, coming from a place of uh, for your interiority or about that, not right. admitting that you don't know something. Exactly. Around your child who does. I think that, that's huge. So getting that message out there, you guys have this conversation. Well, thank, thank you. All right, thank, thank you, Marty. Marty. Nice talking to you. Thanks for calling. I'm, I'm going to tune in, and I, I appreciate you guys. You have a good evening. You, you too, too, Marty. Thank thanks. You. Bye. Lovely. <laughs> All right, Marty. Yes, yes for Marty. Nice. Um, so a question what about um so for parents who let's talk about parents who don't have a choice about the public school right, right, right. Yeah. So that's that so for me that's 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 what I that's what I like best about Killer Mike. Because the reality of it is, it's gonna be some of us that can go wherever we want to go to live mm-hmm. or whatever, take right. them whatever to um, any district. For us, we've been through charter schools our entire life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, two years ago, Casey got accepted in the cast. We went over to cast. She liked it. She loved it. But once I was going in there, it, it's not all that it's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. Cast not what cast used to be. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and <laughs> then, and then um, she went to DSA. Same thing. It's, it's it's a district issue. It's not the it's not the schools. It's yeah. a district, and until it's um, pr- um, fixed in the district, our public school system is gonna stay where it is. So now, every, all of my children are in charter school. Back in charter schools, they are you prep, except for Chauncey. He's over at King, um, and we're, str- we're we're having a hard time. You know, um, sports wise, everything is good, right. but I need them to be more efficient and effective with these kids' education. Exactly. And they're playing around, you know. So um, most of our kids, probably 50% of them that's in the in the communities and the neighborhoods going to have to go to public schools. Mm-hmm. So our public school system should be immaculate. Mm-hmm. It needs to be. Yeah, rather, I- rather if our kids are there or not. This is what this is what's going to always be here, the public school system, hopefully, you know. And, and we, we just need to push whether our kids are there or not for it to be fixed. And this is what I want to say. You know, to our educators, we know it's tough. It's tough. Our kids come with a whole bunch of SHIT. Right. It's tough. I see it every single day. Mm-hmm. But what I need you to have is, number one, empathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, empathy. Understanding and some type of sympathy. Mm-hmm. Because I, we know for a fact, mm-hmm. if the shoe was on the other foot and you were reverted back to that child, our kids are up against a lot of stuff. However, what they really want is someone, number one, to care. If you care enough, we can get them in the door. Exactly. Right? And then, if you engage and motivate, we can get them in the classroom. Right. Right? And mm -hmm. if that's consistent, now now you're teaching. Right. And they're learning. Mm -hmm. If if, If I could do one thing, I'm asking, if you're listening and if you're viewing, Forward this to your administrators, administrators, principals, whoever. I need you to listen to your parents. My children were at UPREP. I'm going to go ahead and call you out. Mm-hmm. The eighth grade graduation. Now, we have phenomenal kids. What I'm, I'm going to give UPREP. I'm going to give them their credit, elementary and middle school. Mm-hmm. But when I walked in there, 
I email. I need y'all to listen. Mm -hmm. Listen to the parents because we do have something to say. Mm -hmm. But you need to find out why most of the kids that left out of eighth grade that went to King, Cass, or Renaissance. Renaissance. You need to find out why. But you chose not to listen to the parents, right? Mm -hmm. Now, eighth grade graduation was horrific for those eighth grade boys and girls who excelled academically. You didn't want to call their name out. You didn't want to give them these certificates like, mm-hmm. and things like that because they were going so, to the cast, kings, and renaissance. Wow. Once again, wow. listen to the parents. And I was one of those parents that yeah. emailed. I don't know where you at, Ms. Redwine. You were there then, whoever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, we got something to say. But had you listened, and I, listen, I'm open for it. I would have. I would have sent my daughter there. I would have sent my son there. But things haven't changed. Listen to the parents. At least the ones who come to parent-teacher conference. At least the ones that's actually there volunteering and participating in school. Listen to the parents. We got something to say. But if you don't Mm -hmm. listen, the problem is still going to exist. It's not going to go away. Mm -hmm. Just because you're not dealing with it, that don't mean that the problem still is there. That's true. I just had a uh, meeting with you, Prep. The high school principal. I don't even know what that is. It's a shame, but I don't remember. Uh, Kellum. Kellum. Mr. Kellum, and they have a dean that just came here, and he's from out of state, um, a dean of students, Mr. Lawrence. Um, and they came up to the middle school to talk to the middle schoolers about going to the high school. And I went to the meeting. There were only like four parents there. I mean, it's horrible That's how many parents that come it. out. But I told him, for one, I talked to, I'm going to say, a couple times a week at you, the, the middle school. I asked them about, you need a PTA. You need a parent-teacher organization, PTO, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They look at me and keep it moving. We ain't never had one. That don't mean that you've been doing it right, though. Yeah. You need <laughs> one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any organization is only as good as its parents, period. Parents run things. They do. They're know? at the top of that pyramid. And there's a value in it. It, it is. is. It is. There's value it is. in it, period. So um, talking to them, they they really understood. Um, they have been reaching out. They didn't reach out to me twice. I need to get back with them, actually, about it. You know, they're like, well, we need to connect with you. You know, let's see how we can do it. Let's see if it works. Yeah. So I, I feel good about that. You know, um, they're trying to make some changes over at the high school, but they need, for one, they need to promote their high school more. They need to get more things over at the high school um, for these kids because it's, they're not offering much. Well, I, and, I, yes. I said the same thing. Um, I am, I'm, my kid is gone, but. I love my school. I don't want Persian to close. So I've been, Peace, talking, go boys. With, <laughs> I, I've been talking with, um, you know, administrators over there, coaches, to see what can we do. The mm-hmm. enrollment did go up this year. It did. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got to keep pushing and sure. keep trying. Even for, like, I see a lot of alumni coming um, every year right. when school starts. The alumni coming. We welcome the kids, giving them high fives, right. and, you know. Welcome the first day of school and things of that nature. Shout out to Ms. Conley, um, oh, yeah, as a head of our alumni who, um, you know, putting all that together. Um, but what I, what they do have to, what the administrators have to do, is you have to show appreciation to your teachers. You have to give them the tools that they need. Also, yes. What I love about Liggett is when they had their break, um, like winter break or whatever, they flew their teachers all the way to California to get knowledge from whatever they were teaching mm-hmm. in California. Training. Yes, training. Mm-hmm. Our, our teachers still need that. It's Even necessary. though they it's right. got their degrees or whatever, They because we need to keep up with what's going on Absolutely. because times are changing. Mm-hmm. Kids are changing. Our kids are at school 
as much as time as we at work. They spend way more time away from us. And God forbid they play a sport. They really away. By the right. time they get back, it's time. by the time they get home, it's time to feed them and send them to bed. So we want to be able to trust mm-hmm. the, the person that are, that we leaving our kids with right. all these hours of the day mm-hmm. for a, a lot of the days of the year. <laughs> 300 probably or more. Like, they probably add on another um, week from them snow days. Yes, and absolutely. Like, <laughs> and then like Sonia said, they need to figure out why the students are leaving. When my when I move my son from one school to the next, the school that I moved him from, they called. Like, well, the, the principal called. Said, can I put you on speakerphone with the assistant principal? We want to know. We see that you moved your child mid-semester. We want to know what happened. Was anything right. we can do to change it? Was it something wow. someone here did that made you guys want to leave? And I'm like, oh, no, we just moved. But they called me on speaker was, and said, was, was there great. anything we can do... Is there something that we did here? Is there something we can do to help it so yeah. your your child can stay here? Is mm-hmm. what, what happened? And they called and they asked that and they want to know. And that's important because it maybe is. if it was something they can do besides us moving, if it was something there that they can fix, we right. had the opportunity the, because they called out them. for it. They yeah, asked absolutely. for it. Right. Yeah, and that's important. And that's what we got to do, is. figure out why the kids aren't where they're supposed to be. Besides the fact that they're opening up all these alternative schools and just pushing them through because I just yes. worked for one for three years. So they're pushing them through when they open those. But the reason why they're leaving the school system, we have to figure it out. We have to go in there. We have to stand up for our children. Let's absolutely. give them what they want. And we'll send them mm-hmm. here. Give yeah. them what they need, and we'll send them here. Yes. And that's that's what we have to do as parents. Yes. But some people just send them to the school that's at the corner and make it work. Mm-hmm. That's that's not what you're supposed to do in these days because not right now you're sending them there just like you said to be babysat. And, and that's we need more than that. So I don't need a babysitter. So I want to talk about um, continuing with the public private school thing. Um, Robert went to public school basically up until seventh grade, so all the way through sixth grade. Charter schools a few because he did go to Lincoln King, but he went to Bates fourth, fifth, sixth grade, and I would say that Bates was a really good academic school for him. Um, my biggest issue with 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 Bates was more so the freedom that the girls had to <laughs> disrupt the boys' learning, um, and that was big for me. My last two years, culture, was, it was it was just school crazy, mm-hmm. um, yes. and. At that point, I wasn't saying, oh, well, I want to send you to an all-boys school because of this. But I thought that maybe because of how I, I – my son, my son is charismatic. He is fun. He – the life of the party, like his mom, you know. And for me, I kept saying, well, how can I tame this this personality and still help him get the academic piece? So, therefore, UAD was a choice. I didn't know for sure that I wanted him to go there for high school because – I just was trying to get him through seventh grade, eighth grade, okay? <laughs> However, since he's been at UAD, I'm, the academics is where it's supposed to be. It's, it, we, it, we know that it's a school known for, you know, academics, right? The catch-22 to him getting this great education is the culture. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the mm-hmm. culture, it, yeah. it, it sucks the life out of our black boys. Mm-hmm. If and you girls. don't know, or and girls, if you don't help them handle it, yeah. handle it yeah. appropriately, and make them aware of what's going on, mm-hmm. so that they don't feel pressure. Because I tell you, the beginning of this year, he he feels so pressured by the fact that he has all this homework. He has teachers who he feels just talk to him. They don't. He like they're not engaging. For my son to come home and say they're not engaging, I'm like, okay. And so for him, he's in what engagement means. Exactly. You know, um, but I feel like he's living that life in college of grad school where you sit there, you listen, 
you take notes and it's up to you to get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now but that's how they run them though. And they yeah. do. You would need. And so it's very um, important. Yeah. Day, that's how they run. Exactly. It. And it's very important, very important to to help your kid get through this process because for me, my biggest thing is I want him to have stability, so I don't want to take him out. Mm-hmm. And with the new rules from MHSAA and all this, they want to control your kid like they're a monopoly piece anyway. Right. And you got to sit out a year of this. Yeah. You got to sit out. So for me, I'm trying to prepare him to, you're going to stay. How can we make this work? Right. And so I try to give him the tools and the strategies to use to make that B turn into an A, that C into a B. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to go anywhere. I was a public school kid. I wish my kid could have went to a public school. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Mm-hmm. But I married a person who wasn't having it. So for me, this is our situation. This is what's best for us all three to be good. And I just feel like I'm not against either. I think public school give you a, a type of strength that no private school can Absolutely. ever prepare you for. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also think private school prepare you for that professional life that ain't none of us going to get over being this color. Right. Yeah, and I want to add because you brought up something when you said your your son is you know a little bit social. So when it comes to because yeah, it happened to my child. So opposed to being punitive, right? If we're in an educational setting, why don't we teach first? Okay, let's be preventive. For mm-hmm. example, the social aspect: girl come up to you, give you a hug. Okay, a, an adult see it. Somebody at work in the school. You want to write my kid up because of uh, inappropriate touching. No, someone approached him, and then even after all this teaching, look, hug from the side, okay, not get this chick a fist bump or elbow bump, because right now this is getting out of hand, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So now your child could potentially, you know, come up with, um, what is this? What's on this little behavior thing? Like like he a damn, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. not what it is. Let's teach first. Them first two weeks of school, school, use that because you're in a middle school setting. Mm-hmm. All the kids Touch. are going through yes. the change, the right? Change, right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a problem for me. Mm-hmm. Don't call me up here for that. And then if we're gonna, if you're gonna be punitive, now we need to bring everybody in this room because the girls need to learn that too. Absolutely. The girls need so to learn the, it the, the most. The girls are the problem. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm saying. So I and listen, I I'm not that kind of parent where I'm. <laughs> no, if my if my child did something, yeah. then yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not gonna sit up here and go one side or the other. But we also need to teach across the board, both boys and girls. Don't come and tell me something that happened after the fact when I'm telling you let's be preventive. Utilize the beginning of the school, especially you know what area. Uh, if elementary, you know what goes on elementary, right? Mm-hmm. Middle school, they're going through the change. You know, I don't want to be punitive, but let's teach all these social skills. Absolutely, all of this mm-hmm. boils over to what is the culture like in these buildings. All mm-hmm. these things count, right? But under no circumstance, when it comes to our African American boys, and I use the word black because when I was in college, African American wasn't only you check that black box, right? Mm-hmm. Black. That you'll strip them down opposed to building them up. Mm-hmm. And this is where we are, whether it's charter, public school, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so typically, yes, in private school, they protect it from that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about a lot of those things. But this is something that made me stray away because the culture mm-hmm. of the school was not sound. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Yes. Yeah. And that's something that I, I agree with you. I think at the beginning of the school year, when they're talking about uniform and dress code, yeah, they right. need to talk and about the these other phones. things. Yes. yes. Talk about that. Yes. Let's talk about keeping your hands what's to yourself. Yeah. Right. What's, what's appropriate, appropriate and what's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I Absolutely. agree.
the code cool. of conduct. That's yes, absolutely. And enforce it. Don't just tell us because they'll tell you to read the code of conduct and they'll tell you that it's there, but they're not enforcing it. Right. You'll see, you'll go to a basketball game and you got a whole little girl sitting in a whole little boy's lap and staff is walking right yes, on by. Right. Yes. But then the next day in class, Jamal or my son or another student will say they got in trouble or someone said something to them for hugging walking in the hallway. Right. So it has to be enforced across the board. It, it's not excuse because we're at the basketball game. It's still inside that school building. Because right. I see a lot of things that go on in those basketball games with those children that should not be allowed. Or they don't even get walk, the stool code of conduct. Like, staff, what's that? Right, right, right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's one of the um, issues that I feel. Being a former teacher, I taught for 17 years. I can walk down the hallway, you cussing, I'm, ch- I'm, te- I'm checking you. Yeah. You hugging her the wrong way, I'm checking you. Yeah. Anything that was not appropriate, I'm checking you. But I had people I worked with every day and would walk around like they had blinders on. Mm-hmm. That's half the problem. That's, right. half, That's the half the problem. problem. People, are teaching, people are teaching our children and they're afraid of them. Right. Yeah. Right. That is half the problem right there. Or and, trying and, to sleep with them. Oh. Yeah. That too. That's yeah. another. That's, 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 that's another, another episode. That's, <laughs> oh, that's episode five, six, and seven. Say that's a nine and ten. Episode five, six, and seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's that's the that's truth. The they truth. have to they have to be consistent. You have to yeah. be consistent with it. You can't let it slide and then not let it slide because yeah, then they're, they're confused. Kids want consistency they're, though. They yeah, do. They're confused they do. They do. They do. They didn't say. Now I'm like, take your hoodie off. Now they see kids me. They like, oh damn, they're gonna miss Tommy. Let me get my hoodie. You get yourself together for me. It's like the driver to have yourself together all the time. Right. Don't do it just for me. I still do it if I'm in the restaurant. Sure. And little kids come in. They walking down my street. My, my daughter be like, "Why don't you say nothing to nobody else?" I'm kids. like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, watch I, your mouth. I told hey, you. Don't you see how a, I just a was told her right here? I told y'all about you know, me talking to twins. Yeah. And I'm like, look, hey, get that girl from between your leg. No, mm-mm. it's like the, it's, I know I'm not your mom, but when you are, when you know better, yeah, yeah, no matter what, woman, yeah. and you see it with these children, your job is to redirect because you do know better. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I know p- some parents be tripping, but some kids they they need that. They yeah. want that. They want yeah. it. You know, yeah. so kids like discipline. I don't care what they say because <laughs> yeah. it, it's it brings about like saying that someone cares sure. that you notice it and you see it and you said something about it. Right. You I know? always say but to, to my son, is, anyone who lets you do what you want to do does not care about you Same sincerely. Mm-hmm. Right. And I hate to, mm-hmm. but that's the truth to me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they're around you every day, all day, and they letting you do what you want to do, right. they don't care it's about you. That's a person right. for you. That person isn't good um, for you. All my Facebook yeah. callers, I mean, Facebook uh, friends, call in. 313-444. Uh, we got about five minutes. We got about five minutes. Call in if you, if you feel like we're talking about <laughs> academics, <laughs> um, public school versus yes, private school. <laughs> Episode um, five, six, and seven. <laughs> <laughs> All in, guys. Um, it's a, it's a, so real quick before we um so before we hang <laughs> up um, let's just talk about uh we're gonna talk about sports for a hot minute next. LeBron week. back. Hey, <laughs> back, LeBron. I mean, okay, how many of us are LeBron fans? <laughs> I'm not a LeBron fan, but I'll watch basketball when he's playing because it's going to be a good game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I will say I love what he's doing with his school. Since yes. we are talking about academics, Absolutely. I love LeBron. Jalen Rose. Shout oh, out to Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose. Yes. Yes. Rose. He did it first. And shout out to P. Diddy. P. Diddy, P. Diddy yeah. All of these yes. men who are doing something special with their money to help give yes. back. I think that's yes. very important yes. to recognize. African American men at that. Shout out that. <laughs> so while we're talking about sports, we're gonna talk about high school uh, next week. Okay, February give us some updates. Fifth, playoffs. 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 Playoffs starting Detroit Woo-hoo-hoo. Public Schools. 
playoffs on Tuesday. Yeah, I think Persian like ten and zero or something. Yeah, something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. 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 What's that record again? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, hey, I didn't hear it. Who did Persian, she say? Persian is uh, leading the east side. So yes. We'll see, you know. But we're going to see next Saturday the 9th. <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody come to Detroit, everybody Martin Luther King, sure Senior yes. High School. We'll be There's there. Four good games starting at 12 noon. Uh, King will play... Uh, King, the winner. I'm saying King because we King and we going to win. King, we play Western on uh, Tuesday. Easy okay. way. The winner okay. of that game will play the winner of Ford versus Douglas mm-hmm. at 12 o'clock noon Ooh, that'll be good. next Saturday. Then we have Persian. Hey! Oh. Look, we go Persian. Persian is oh. like a school over here. Yeah, per- Persian doing good. So Persian. Shout out to Sunshine they- Hill. Sunshine. <laughs> yes. We miss you, right. Sunshine. Right. Sunshine kids going to play who? Go play the winner of West Side Academy hey. and Davis Aerospace. Davis yes. Aerospace. And then. Easy Money. On next Saturday. They, that winner will play Denby versus Mumford winner. Hey. Mumford That's at one Thank you, Mumford, for all your hospitality. Yes. Yes. Shout yes. out to Jack. Shout out to Jack. And he gave me an invoice when y'all left, just then y'all know. So, 3.30, East English versus CMA. That winner will play... Cody versus Cast Tech. Hey, okay, okay, so before before anything else, let's not forget, we support our children. Okay, so it's not just a a DPS school versus a DPS school. We out here supporting our kids, kids, period. That's what we need to do. Everybody know I'm at all the gyms. I watch everybody. I'm just, yes. Me too. We all have a gym rack because we there. That's right. And then gyms. Lastly, 5 o'clock, you have the Renaissance versus Central. Winner will play Southeast. <laughs> no, Rene, Renaissance versus Central. No, no, no. Rennie's in it. They got a good. So Rennie, Renaissance. Is already in it because they got to buy. They got to buy. They have a buy just like Persian. Okay. And then they will play the winner of Central and Southeastern. Okay. And then this is what? Northwestern. They will take on Northwestern versus whoever went between Northwestern and Osborne will play the winner of Renaissance and Central versus. The most, the crazy part about her seeing all that stuff. All these schools are still open. Right. Yes. Yes. They're open. Yep. And they full of our kids that need us. They are. Yes. They, you know? are. they are. So, 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 so if y'all free, if y'all free next Saturday, the ninth, oh, February. I'm in that thing. It's a Saturday. I'm in that thing. Twelve noon. <laughs> Martin Luther King Junior Senior High School. It's a place All right, to we're be. there. We're there. We play at twelve. It's uh. We play at twelve. Cool. It's, uh, you want to do our sponsors day? Yeah, yeah. So it's time to get up out of here. It's time to leave, ladies. Before we go, we got to give a shout out to our sponsors. We got House of Lemonade, Strawberry Lemonade that supplies Ooh. our drinks. We got Enjoy Detroit that supplies our apparel. My little new shirt hey, is dope. Yeah. We got, got the white boy in the house. We got the Horatio Williams Foundation that uh, sponsors um, everything we need. <laughs> right, right. He's like, stop calling us. All the way down to paper. He probably so don't even know it yet. Horatio Williams. So shout out our sponsors and our sponsors we got coming up. We do got somebody that called in and told us they're going to cover something for us. So I'll let you ladies know about that later once, hey, they, once they sign a check. And uh, <laughs> shout out our sponsors. Shout hey, out to Marvin. Shout out to Marvin. Shout yeah. out to oh, Shop Talk Podcast. Oh, Thanks hey. over there. Thank hey. you so much. Shout out to TP Studio. Hell <laughs> oh, yes. For the photo shoot. Photo shoot was, was banging today. That's Very why we all fly. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Also, make sure, before we leave, really quick, make sure y'all listen in on DJ BJ Station on Wednesday. We this Wednesday. Work on, working Women Wednesday. We in that thing. Woo. Make sure y'all listen. Woo. All right, y'all. That's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Bye. Bye. Through the next podcast, bigger than basketball. basketball.